You're listening to episode 59 of the Broken Glass Podcast, How to Manage Two Creative Careers with Emily Dacaret. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Broken Glass Podcast. Today, I have Emily Dacaret with me. She is a fashion designer and singer-songwriter. Welcome to the podcast, Emily. Hi, Christy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to hear because you have such a, an interesting career. You kind of combine both fashion and music and writing. And I love to just kind of hear all about it. So let's just dive right in and tell me a little bit about what you're doing right now. And then we'll go um, backwards a little bit to how you got into all of this. Okay. Um, so right now, um, you know, it's just been kind of incredible because I've um, despite what, what's going on, um, I was able to just use this time to really focus on writing my new album. So um, we are past the demo stage and are just recorded the final vocals and just getting it ready. Um, so I'm just so excited. It was, it's something that um, I had been wanting to do this concept and um, just to to be able to realize it, you know, so quickly after like, releasing my first EP last year um, has, has just been really amazing. So I've been writing new music, um, getting this album kind of just polished, put together um, and working on some new collections. So yeah, I've been pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's kind of this time right now, it's kind of like it's good for some people and it's not, you know, it, it is a really not a great time, but I've seen a lot of cool things, like creative things come out of it. And it sounds like you've been really able to take that time to really just be creative and, and, and use it wisely. Yeah. It's, it, it was something that, um, like, I feel so bad when I say this where it's like, Oh, it hasn't been that bad for me because I just know so many people are going through such a rough time and I really feel for them. Um, like for me personally, it was just kind of a break that I needed to just focus, especially with um, with trying to see how can I actually balance both fashion and music. And so this time has just been, you know, I've just used it to really recenter and kind of like find the the proper way to do to do my work. Yeah, I think a lot of people have have done that too. I know I did. Um, you know, it was forced time home, really. And I, I was lucky enough to be able to work from home and keep my job um, and, and, you know, be able to still have an income and still work on my business. But it was time to sit down and really figure out what I wanted and, and what I wanted to do. 
I even um, started learning a language and, you know, took time to start reading again. So I think, you know, for those of us who who weren't as impacted by, you know, all the effects of, of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was, was really a time for us to just kind of reset and, and, and really too, I guess, in some ways, figure out what's important in life and what we want. Right, right. So I think that was definitely a good thing, but I'd, I'd kind of like to take it back a little bit and um, just kind of hear your story, how you got into to music and into fashion and, and how you're working to kind of combine the two and balance them. Um, so I, I was always drawn to music, dance, literature, fashion, everything from such a young age. I would wake up really early. I, I've always been a morning, an early bird, and um, I would wake up at five in the morning while everyone was still asleep and just just go watch. Um, if I, I always wanted to like catch the runway shows that they would be replaying and documentaries on um, like the golden age of Hollywood. So all these things, like I was, I was always so intrigued by them and I just knew that I needed to to find a way to do that in in life, and um, and so I I was put into dance class at a very young age, and um, that that so when it was time to to kind of figure out okay how am I going to realize what I want to do because I wanted to be a dancer I wanted to be a singer a fashion designer, and um, I loved illustrating and everything just kind of pointed to fashion design that that should be my my first and like the solid foundation to to start so um i moved to france and studied fashion design there and uh while i was studying fashion design and um just falling in love with paris in general i kind of put everything else to the side and decided to just focus on fashion um, and around the time that I had finished um, finished university and had been working for a couple companies, um, interning, I got to meet a lot of the seasoned designers and the design teams. And um, they, you know, getting to know them and talking to them about what I wanted to do with my future and, you know, having like always the dream of having my own brand, um, they, a lot of them advised that just do it now, you know, stop waiting because, you know, like most of us ourselves, we wanted to have our own brands, but now at 40, 50, you know, you have too many responsibilities. So they suggested to just go ahead and do it then and there. And, um, and something deep inside just kind of told me to go with that with that advice and so I decided to move to LA and started my first brand my um my brand and um it was just a crazy string of events that I was able to show my first collection during LA Fashion Week and um without having had my brand established this was my first collection I didn't really have I didn't have anything to show for for my own brand, you know, and the work I had done had been for other companies. So I didn't want to show that. And, uh, and the person I contacted, um, who was also a fellow designer, and he had been in the LA scene for a while. um, He, he kind of, he waited for me to have at least certain, like at least some images of the collection to see if, um, 
if I could show and if it was okay, to, if it was pretty much complete or something like that. And, uh, and so I worked on this collection for about six, five or five to six months. I also wanted to um, incorporate film and music because it was such a big part of the collection. I've always been inspired by both film and music. So um, I had contacted an, a production company in LA, um, Tiger House Films, and pitched to them this idea of a fashion film that was a bit more in the style of the, of like the perfume campaigns from the 90s that kind of told more of a little story versus um, like <laughs> the kind of avant-garde type of, fashion films that were coming out at the time like four years ago so um they really liked it and we started working on this fashion film and so I used the pictures from the back like the bt um the back behind the scenes pictures from that shoot showed it to the designer and so that helped approve me to get the time slot for um LA fashion week and um Again, it was just it was it was just like I had the luck of having the 5 p.m. slot because that was when all like the bigger press was there. Um, Women's Wear Daily, Apparel News, uh, just a bunch of like fashion and um, magazine outlets were there. And it being L.A. and being so hot, they ended up leaving after my show. So my my collections were the ones that were on like the front page of like LA Fashion Week and um, Apparel News. And and so it just kind of, um, it, it became like a snowball. And so from then I just, I became part of like the LA Fashion Week scene, um, showing my collections there. And then with each collection, I would produce a fashion film. And it was because of the fashion film that I ended up getting back into music. Um, the, the song I wanted to use for the first one, the license for it, it was just taking too long and um, we were getting really close to the day of the show. So I ended up contacting or my my director for the fashion film, he, he connected me with a film composer and he and I just bonded over French pop. And that same day that we met, we started writing the song that we ended up using for the fashion show. And after that, we just kept on collaborating with each one of my collections for a new original song. And um, and yeah, and so I started to, to build my brand that centered around the collections and then also included film um, and, and music. That's really awesome. It sounds like you've been you just really had, like you mentioned, the luck along the way, right? Like getting that 5 p.m. slot. And and that's that sounds really cool. And it, I, I don't know much about fashion. I, you know, just kind of know what I read online. Um, but the fact that you're able to really be in that like creative entrepreneur mindset and really just, you know, how can I incorporate these other, I don't want to say mediums, but you know, these other parts of the entertainment industry into your fashion. I think that's a really cool idea and, and um, very entrepreneurial. Thank you. Yeah, it was, um, I, I think like just being a person who I, I mean, I get so excited to create and even though I love fashion, I just didn't want to be 
put into this box of, okay, well, you're just going to be a designer. And, and especially if I've, I were to work for another company, it would have been like, okay, well, what will my role be? It's, it won't be designing the full collection. It'll probably be, okay, you are in charge of finding buttons or the zippers, you know, uh, <laughs> like that, which just really depressed me <laughs> thinking like, okay, I mean, it's exciting. Um, but I just, I'm a person that I love to explore different, different avenues. And, um, and I just, I didn't want to just be kind of, you know, blinded by like just one specific thing. Um, and that's been really, I just kind of thought like, okay, LA is going to be the perfect yeah. place for that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's so much here. I mean, obviously right now there's not much going on, but, um, you know, when, when times are good, there's just, there's always something happening. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, I've actually had on the podcast, I've had film producers and, you know, I, the podcast is really, um, you know, it's our, the target audience is, uh, you know, women in, in music, but all these different, um, you know, areas of the, you know, creativity and, and, art and, and music and film, it's all, they all intertwine, right? Like you mentioned, you had to get music for your film and for the show. And, you know, when you, you talk about film, there's always that creative music part that comes into it. So I think first, first of all, LA is definitely the right place to be if you want something in a creative, even, even creative in tech at this point. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when you work in, in the industry, no matter which part of entertainment or, or fashion or creativity that you're in, you're always going to be connecting with somebody in another area. Right. And I, I love how collaborative, you know, the industries are becoming and, and just to see that connection. So that's really, really, really cool that, you know, you, you really had all that, um, you know, kind of worked into one, one career for yourself. Um, I kind of want to chat. You released an EP last year, and then you mentioned you're working on more music. Um, what was the process like for you putting that together and releasing it? You know, you came from such a fashion background. I'm sure it was probably a little bit similar, but different, right? Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I went through a whole emotional roller coaster with that um, <laughs> because I, I mean, when I would do the music for my collections, it was never something that. I, I promoted as, oh, I'm the singer and I'm the lyricist. It was more of like, oh, this is part of my brand and these are the people I worked with, but it was never like, this is the focus. So when I went to, so I took a little bit of a break and went to music school because I wanted to, I just wanted to be able to write music the same way I design. And I felt like, okay, I need to learn how to use the DAWs myself and <laughs> I want to become a stronger songwriter. So um, during that time, it was just, you know, it, there were so many fears and doubts that kept coming um, mainly because I was, I was scared of damaging my brand or taking away time from my brand to focus on music or on something that I wasn't sure if people would react well to. So, um, you know, it was just uh, at the same time, writing these songs became my therapy because I think I was able to to really just do away with all those fears and um, un uncertainty and just like 
get get over them and just write what I wanted to and really explore this whole new this whole new venture of my life. Um, so yeah, writing writing Cannibal, which is the EP. Um, it like when you if you listen to the words in the songs, like I think you'll you'll kind of understand what I'm talking about now because that those went into play with the songs. Um, and, um, I mean, it was a, it was a, an exciting process at the same time. I cried, I laughed like, <laughs> and then, and then to release it, it was just like, oh my God. Okay. But I mean, I was really happy with the songs. So that was, so it wasn't, I, I don't think I was as scared when they were finally out. It was just the process during the process. I was very scared. I was like, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think. I kind of went through that too. And it's a little bit of that imposter syndrome, like who am I to be doing this, you know? And, and, and I think when you really pivot anything and I'm actually, um, working on a a solo episode, um, coming up soon. So everybody's listening, we're going to talk about imposter syndrome and pivoting. (laughs) Um, but I was pivoting my services and, you know, for years I've, I've wanted to be in the music industry. I want to be in the music industry. And then I learned what this online business thing was and, you know, really got in that. And I, I had virtual, I started virtual assistant services for musicians and creatives. And then over the summer decided to um, expand my services and, and offer actually a launched um, podcast management and, and launch consulting. And it felt to me like it was stepping away from what I worked so hard for. Right. And I think that's kind of what you, you probably went through too, with your fashion from going fashion to music. And, you know, I felt like I was going to alienate everybody, you know, who follows me. And then, you know, it, it took a little bit once I launched them, it really hit me. It's like, well, I can focus the services on musicians and creatives like that focus doesn't have to go away. Right. And yeah. You know, I think, like you said, like once you got it out there, you're like, okay, this is okay. <laughs> but I think, I think it takes, you know, I think everybody, whether, you know, you're an artist or a songwriter or no matter what part of your career you're in, I think we all go through that imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's just really, you know, kind of just keep, you know, put your head down, keep working on what you want to do and let it, let it out there. And it's okay to, to take that chance and to pivot and to do something different, um, you know, and you can, you know, like you still kept it along with your, your whole, your whole creative career. And for me, it was, I still kept it within music. Mm-hmm. It was just, I was offering something different. So yeah, that, I just, that kind of hit me. I was like, she went through the same thing I did. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so that, um, for, so you released it, it was last year you released it, right? 2019? Yeah, last November. Okay. So you're going to probably um, go through a different process with your new music then, right? Especially since the industry looks so different right now, yeah. right? Like, have you, have you recorded? Or are you in the process of doing that part yet? Or are you still, are you still mm-hmm. writing and putting it together? Um, no, so we have recorded, we've been doing everything virtually, which has been, um, it's been interesting and challenging. So I feel like those challenges really helped shape the album, how it, how it's turning out to be. Um, yeah, you know, we, we just had to put on our thinking caps and, um, I think it was about a couple months ago that 
my producer and I, we, um, we were like, okay, um, there's nothing we can do. So all we can do, let's just take our time with it. And I think I started back in like uh, April. So just started writing in April and um, had, you know, my, my songs kind of more or less ready to start figuring out, okay, well, what's going to be the arrangement and things like that um, by June. And, um, and yeah, so we've just, we, we actually just recorded the, the final vocals um, a few days ago. And, um, and yeah, moving into getting them ready for the musicians and, but everything's being done virtually. So it's just, it's like an interesting process because I feel like we're, you know, in like Star Trek or like some sci-fi movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, just watching the way people are, are working and I, you know, people have been building studios in their apartments and their houses. <laughs> and um, Did you go into a studio then, or did you en- end up kind of doing the same thing, building a, out a space in your place where you could record? Yeah, I, I built a little, well, I was able to use my, um, because I came to quarantine at my parents, I was able to use my brother's setup and he's a YouTuber. Oh, nice. so, yeah. <laughs> very lucky. I was so fortunate about that. And um, the vocals, I actually did go to his home studio, the producer's home studio. Um, We, we took such great precautions. I mean, I was wearing a mask while I was inside. And just when I was in the live room, I would take it off um, just be just for safety, because Mm -hmm. both he and I have people that, you know, need to, like, we just need to be extra careful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same Um, here. Yeah, so that was that was the only interaction. But then with the musicians, yeah, it's it's going to be again all virtually, and I mean it's working, which I'm so thankful. Um, but yeah, it's I mean we we were really forced to um, to just adapt to a new life, all of us, the whole world. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean you know thankfully we have technology that can can let us do that. Cause if you think 20 years ago, we wouldn't have been able to do all that we can do right now. No. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's so insane. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, most artists, once they go release their album, they go do a tour. Um, what, what do you think that might look like for you? Are you looking towards doing more of like the online streaming or, um, have you even thought about that yet? Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't like, I don't have a upset plan yet but even before this all happened um I was leaning more towards okay how am I going to be able to do this a little bit more online than touring and um just just because I also you know have the fashion design (laughs) on the side (laughs) I, I needed to be able to balance both um so it just already I was looking into, okay, I'm going to be moving, um, what I'm doing more online anyway. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, it, I, I, I wanted to, because I'm also like, I'm also a gamer <laughs> and <laughs> spend my life on YouTube. <laughs> too. So you understand all the, <laughs> yeah. all of that side of the, the, you know, the technology and that. Right. So I, al- I already wanted to do something that would incorporate um, 
like VR and just kind of because I felt like we were going to be going there anyway. I just had no idea so so soon. Um, so that it, yeah, it, it's more of that. Like, how can I kind of as an indie artist do that and just make it innovative and fun? And I, that's always been like my motto. Like, I'm an indie artist, so I don't like I don't have the budgets as big companies or big labels have, but I have the freedom to just explore. Right. And that creates a really unique, um, you know, release for you, something that, you know, will catch people's eye and, and, and not many people are doing. So um, I think you'll, you'll probably have a great way to, to throw your own twist on that. And, and you have the knowledge of, of how to use those tools. So that's really awesome. Yeah. 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 And, and kind of, you mentioned, um, you know, trying to balance your, your release and that with, with your fashion, um, with your business, um, you know, and I, I can imagine that, you know, doing both of those can get really crazy. How do you balance, um, you know, both your fashion career and your music career and keep from burning out. Cause I know for me, it's, it's a struggle to, to manage my full-time job and my business too. So I'm always curious to hear other people can, can take, you know, balance and, and, and stay away from burnout. Um, I'm, I'm still, I'm still learning how to balance. Um, I'm still learning and trying to figure and like trying out different ways of, being able to keep up that's my main problem I just I'm like I wish there were more hours in the day (laughs) (laughs) because I love doing both and honestly like before before when I was just doing my fashion collections and designing um which I like I said I love I mean I, I I don't think I could ever fully express how much I love designing um but I just started to, I, that actually started to burn me out. And I started to, towards the end, before taking the break to go to music school, I was starting, I was already burning out and I actually had burned out and just emotionally and physically, and I just needed a change. And um, I came to realize that the part of that, like burning out came from the fact that I, I was kind of silencing another part of me, which was music and, um, and what I built with my, my fashion brand. I mean, it's, it's what I love in fashion. It's what inspires me. It's something I want to continue doing. And it's the side of me that's a bit more put together, more sophisticated, edgy, bold. Um, but I'm also a goofball and I'm silly and I have a Disney annual pass and universal annual pass. And I love that. And I love anime and I love games. And I just wanted to be able to, to show that more, but I couldn't really, it didn't fit within my brand. And I think just like all these things of no longer, you know, only working on music every so often, like maybe like, you know, two months a year or, um or not being able to kind of do a more like sillier like more illustration I wanted to do like I've been wanting to do you know um more of like an activewear line and it just didn't fit with what I was doing so once once I just kind of like stopped and reflected and thought okay if I take the time to make music also a career that part of me that I kind of 
you know, put to the side or just kind of keep it private, I can be able to really showcase that with my music. So right now, even though um, there are times when I'm, I'm wanting to pull my hair out because I'm like, uh, I don't have enough time to like, to like, how am I going to manage all these deadlines? Um, at the end of the day, I just feel much happier and, and more in balance with myself because I'm, I'm getting to really express those, those two sides of me. Right. You get to let, at least, uh, you know, kind of let go of, you know, you mentioned your, your fashion brands, you know, a little bit more serious and, Mm -hmm. and you're able to just have fun, right. With, with the other side too. So, yeah, no. And I, I think anybody who's trying to manage, you know, more than one, one job, more than one creative outlet, you know, it can get hard to figure out how to, to keep, keep going with both at the same time. And, you know, I go through that too. I, uh, last summer, uh, 2019, I went through that. It was, you know, I just, I totally burned out and I, it was before I launched my services and I, I was just spinning my wheels. Like, what do I offer? But I was producing content for the business. And, um, you know, just for me, it just took like full stop on everything (laughs) and take like, get away. I left for two weeks, uh, you know, took uh, vacation from my full-time job. <laughs> and like, basically just kind of, you know, the computer came with me, but I didn't really touch it. I didn't do anything with the business. And, you know, I think sometimes we just need to find, you know, I'm not saying take two full weeks, but, you know, find time in your day to do something, you know, have a creative outlet or have just downtime to just do something like read or binge watch TV or something. Right. right. And that will kind of, you know, help you release some of that, you know, whatever, what other, if it's tension or whatever it is, and then, you know, you get creative and you get motivated again. I actually bought an adult coloring book. So <laughs> my, my, one of my best friends, she, she got me into that and it's, it's awesome therapy. Like I just sit there, you know, with my colored pencils and my mm-hmm. book and just color it. And so, <laughs> you know, it's whatever can work for you. So yeah, I I mean I um I love coloring. I've always loved coloring books and um and that was a thing that I also miss like illustrating. So for me, yeah, when whenever I need that, I, I'll just go draw something and then put it on uh, Photoshop and just start painting and I just I'm just so happy. I'm just like yeah. I don't know, it it's really like uh I love it. It's bliss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, you know, you kind of just release that creativity. And that's, at least for me, it's, it's calming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just need that time to just color in the lines. <laughs> um, like I, everything I kinda, else is crashing and burning around me, but this, this one, yes. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, that's why, you know, my, my friend, that's why she got it. Cause she just felt like there is, you know, she gets really involved with the politics and, and just following it and you know how crazy it is right now. She, she's like, I need some stress relief. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, she's like, I spent, you know, she shuts everything off all her social media, you know, doesn't get on the computer and just sits there in colors. And I'm like, that's what you need, right? Like just step back from whatever it is that's stressing you and, you know, take time for yourself. And, and just that self-care portion is so important. And especially, you know, running one or two businesses or having a job and a side gig and, um, you know, just spending time on yourself. But I think that's, 
to go way back to the beginning of our, our, our conversation about, you know, right now what's going on. I think, you know, a lot of us were able to kind of press reset too. Mm-hmm. We had the time to sit and, and just chill. <laughs> can't go anywhere, especially in California. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit here and, um, we can, this, we always talk about, um, you know, being a woman in the music industry and, you know, if, if you've come across any kind of resistance, but I kind of want to open that up for you to fashion as well. Um, you know, have you come across whether in your fashion or your music career, um, any kind of resistance, uh, being a woman or, you know, some people, didn't really have that. It was just, you know, getting your foot in the door in general was, was difficult. And then if you did have resistance, you know, how did you overcome that? Um, yeah, I've had, I mean, I've had resistance in both, um, in fashion, it was, it's going to sound crazy. Uh, but it was kind of felt like, uh, I would sometimes be pushed to the side being a straight woman and and not like yeah so um that sometimes happened and it was just a little bit frustrating because it's like okay well you you're not really looking at the work you're looking at okay I want um to in some I mean there's a lot of exploitation in the industry so that happened to also with some of my friends who they um were getting picked because they were cute guys and it was just so it was like really I mean it was horrible for them and and like things like that so um I just uh I mean I just didn't give up I I I when a door would close which many closed I just thought okay well um if they're not going to give me an opportunity then I'm going to create the opportunity myself and, um, and I think like, I don't know, I, I think sometimes with women, um, you want, if they're, if they're slightly like more demure, people tend to think like, oh, well, they're just weaker. And it's not that it's just, I'm the type of person that I like to let others talk and then I analyze and then I, you know, th- that that's how I work. I I, I pay attention to details and I pay attention to, okay, what are you actually saying? Are you saying something or are you not? So that's more the person that I am. And sometimes that was unpolite. Un- and so sometimes <laughs> that was seen as weak. And um, so, yeah, so that, you know, sometimes it was more like if you were like loud and like a badass and like you, you know, things like that, then you would mm-hmm. kind of get ahead. And, um, and I just was like, no, I, I, I'm in this not for, not for the parties or the connections. I'm in this because I, I genuinely love it. And I just right. want to design. So um, that was another reason why I also decided, no, I'm going to go and do my brand and I'm going to not, I don't do things to prove to others, but more to prove to myself. And so I just knew like, I, I know I'm capable of doing this and, and, um, and I, I mean, everyone will just kind of see. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think you and I are the same person <laughs> because I am exactly like that too. With going back to the analytical, you know, you, you, you listen and you analyze and, and that I'm the same way. I, um, 
I am an INFJ and um, we did a, one of those personality workshops at work. And um, my, it's the, the first four colors, blue, green, red, and yellow. And I, my top two are the, the blue and the green, which are the, um, the introvert colors and the blue is, uh, you know, give me the details. <laughs> and then the green is the show me you care. And I feel like, you know, you and I are kind of on that same wavelength, like just being very analytical. Um, <clears throat> and I do like what you said too, earlier about creating opportunities for yourself. And I think that's so important right now, you know, um, whether you're in, you know, the creative industries or even just, you know, out in, in another industry and with, you know, losing jobs and, you know, you're not sure if your company is going to let go of people or what's going to happen with your, your career, just really giving yourself that chance to create your own opportunities. And I think, you know, you, you did that with your, your brand, right? Like you're not relying on another company, you know, for a job you've created your own job really. Um, and I, I loved what you said about that and just, um, you know, taking that chance and, and, you know, when you, especially when you're there for the work, like I am too, like, I'm not, I'm not here to, to party and go, you know, <laughs> you know, sit in the limos and all that. Like I, I'm in it too, because I love the industry. And, um, I think that's really important that, you know, if you, you know, for whatever reason you can't get in the industry, you, you're having trouble finding jobs or, you're, you know, you're not sure what's going to happen with your job, just really sitting down and, and how can I create opportunity for myself? Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Cause I've, I've seen, you know, I've classmates who are, you know, you know, they're going on Facebook, Hey, is there any openings? This is what's going on. And I'm like, I know all the things that they do. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you could do this on your own. <laughs> So it's like, you know, create, how do you create that opportunity? So I think that's really important right now is just to, you know, whether it's you host your own podcast and you start talking to people or, um, you know, you just start your own company and start offering those services to people. Mm -hmm. They're a lot of times they're going to be needed. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Kind of wrapping up here a little bit. Um, do you have any resources that you'd recommend for other women looking to start um, in, I guess, any one of the creative industries um, in fashion or in music um, or, you know, to even, um, you know, you'd, you'd mentioned working with a film company, um, any, any kind of resources that you, you have that you'd recommend? Um, let's see, for fashion, I... I listen to, um, I'm trying to think, oh, I'm trying to remember the podcast, but um, there, like now I feel like you can learn a lot of these things on your own and already with um, a creative, like with a creative field, you kind of go to school just for guidelines and then you kind of figure it out on your own because um, after all the years of school I took, because <laughs> I went to three different <laughs> design school uh I have to say I learned more the first week that I was working versus those five years so um I just recommend to look like there are so many online places like Skillshare where you can learn when you can start learning um at least the basics and so I do recommend a lot of like online learning like Skillshare YouTube um 
Um, look for look for independent companies. They are more willing to work with um, someone that's starting out versus one that's established. Um, you know, I do recommend just just reach out. You never know your the answer. I know, like it's it's a little bit daunting when you're looking at certain companies like resumes and. And you're just like, they're never going to listen to me. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we, this industry is constantly looking for the next big thing. So you might be it. So never, like, never let that intimidate you from contacting people. Um, but yeah, definitely. And don't, like, never take for granted the independent artists um, and companies. They, I think those are your best resources and you can just kind of start, you can start together and build up. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, and those are some, I've used Skillshare before and I, um, I haven't used it recently, but it's really cool. There's a lot of, a lot of cool um, videos from all kinds of pretty much learning anything on there. Anything. And also, <laughs> I'll sometimes like, I'll forget how to do something. So I'll just Google, like, how do you do this? And then there's a video, like yeah. hundreds of videos showing you that exact step. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just right now. I mean, we just, I feel like we're, we're living in a world where like, um, knowledge is just readily available and it's free. So, um, it's, you know, it's your time to just mm -hmm. take it. Yeah, no, that's great. And then, you know, like you'd mentioned, you know, I went to school for music industry, um, eight years of it and not eight years, six years, <laughs> still six years. It's still a long time, but, um, you know, it, it like you said, it kind of gives you the guidelines, right? Like they, and I remember in my, at the end of my grad program, they basically just said, we've given you the tools because how fast this music industry changes, right? Like right. Yeah. it's so different. It it's such a different industry from when I was in grad school. And then from when I was an undergrad, because when I was an undergrad, you know, Spotify wasn't a thing yet. So, you know, like all that streaming, all that changed. And I went to grad school and it's like, okay, this is a whole nother industry, but basically they, you know, when you go to school, they give you the tools, they give you the tools and you've, teach you how to, you know, research and how to find these resources. And then once you're out, it's, it's up to you to keep up with that and to use those tools properly. So, um, you know, and, and now just, you know, going online and, and finding articles and news articles and just keeping up with the industry and all that is really important too, I think. Yeah. Um, I think one, one tool that I I'm so grateful for that, um, that I did learn, um, how to be you you wouldn't think like researching is something that you need to become better at but it is it is something that you kind of you kind of need to train yourself for it and um in design school i mean half of what we did was just researching so i just naturally like on my day-to-day -day, i'm constant i'm a very curious person by nature anyway so i'm constantly like researching like oh what's the newest tech on this or the latest trend or you know, what's the newest uh, material that's come out. So all these different things, just the more you kind of keep up to date and a little bit ahead of like when it's already made, made um, like the mainstream media, I think like all these things just kind of keep you alert to new opportunities and how you could just 
evolve as a person or as an artist or, you know, so yeah, I think like, learn, like just, just start, you know, maybe like half an hour a day, like I'm going to research this and it becomes so addicting. And, and then you just start to get all these like different folders of your research. And it's just incredible having that, that for yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm always, I'm the same. I'm always going online. And especially now that I've ventured into podcast management, you know, trying to keep up with that industry too. <laughs> and you know, what, what are the new things there? And, um, you know, I noticed, um, anchor, which is, a, a Spotify brand they're now, um, offering, I have to really look into, it. I just read an article on it, but it's something, um, you can now put Spotify music in your, um, in your podcast, which is interesting because music licensing was, you know, it's, it's such a big thing. And I actually commented on their post and I'm like, how is this going to affect? Cause it's, they, they said there's 65 million song catalog. <laughs> and I was like, well, how is this going to affect the artists? I haven't had a reply yet, but <laughs> you know, cause it's, you know, it, it's such a different thing. Like I know people always want to put pop music in their podcast episodes. It's like, well, you, you can't just do that. You have to get a license for it. So I'm, you know, just seeing that kind of stuff, right? Like those different things that these companies are doing and, and just understanding the shifts and, and it's, it's, it's so interesting just to keep up with all that. But, um, uh, last two questions here before we go, um, do you have any favorite books or podcasts or, I mean, even, artists or designers that really inspire you and your work? Yeah. Um, so starting off with a book, um, uh, the, the shadow of the wind, um, which I read it in French. So L'ombre du vent. And, um, this book is, uh, like I read it, I want to say eight years ago and I still, I'm still like impacted by this book. The writing is just, incredible and his his way of um transitioning from different timelines and different plots is just incredible and I feel like most people I I just want people to experience that book just because it's so it it's it's like this beautiful like gateway into a different world um so the shadow of the wind um and a podcast I also love is You Must Remember This. Uh, I love history and I also love like mystery. And um, yeah, I listen to a lot of like, oh my God, forensic files and like murder cases. So, uh, which, you know, that's also in like Hollywood history anyway. So um, You Must Remember is a great podcast for that. Um designer that like I just love is uh Yves Saint Laurent who he um which is funny because I like when I was little I loved Coco Chanel and was like oh she's about women empowerment and she changed everything and so and I mean I still like Chanel um but as I got older and started to really look into fashion I fell in love with Yves Saint Laurent who brought in this um who would take these elements from menswear bring them into women's wear and made them so sexy so gorgeous and you know the I felt like with him the women were you know the um like the leading ladies of their lives so I just I, I think as a designer that was who 
that that's who I've always looked up to. And um, I got to see his partner before he passed away, which was amazing, um, who helped build the whole YSL brand um, at at an exhibition in Paris. And this exhibition just showed all the collections he had designed throughout his life, including drawings from when he was a when he was young living in Morocco. So um, yeah, if if you guys know who Yves Saint Laurent is or haven't, like please look him up. He is an incredible designer who um, also like it, it was also sad because he 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 was forced into military in Morocco. And so they experimented on like they used uh, electric shock therapy, oh. which caused him to have hallucinations and um, designing and his partner um, all really helped just kind of help him with that because he used to like see spiders and and snakes and and he was an introvert and would never do a live interview but a lot of it had to do with the like unfortunately the 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 um, what what it was done to him and right yeah I, I've heard of the brand but I um I didn't know much about the designer so I'm definitely gonna I love history too so <laughs> I'm gonna go look into all this and and you know learn his background and that so that sounds interesting Mm, yeah, I love, love yeah. everything he did. Um, last question, uh, where can my audience find and connect with you, find your music, your brand, and all of that? So um, I'm on Spotify, um, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, any major streaming platform. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, like, consistent on social media, so you could definitely connect with me on Instagram, which is Emily Dacaret. Um, and then my uh, fashion account is Emily Dacaret official on Instagram. Um, uh, you can also find me on Facebook at Emily Dacaret Music. And um, my website for fashion is emilydacaret.com. And for the music is emilydacaretmusic.com. So um, yeah, you can find me there. <laughs> And I will link to all those in the show notes so everybody can can find them and connect with you however their preferred method is. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast today, Emily. This was awesome. And I'm, we had a great conversation and I can't wait to share this. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love doing this. It was fun. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, Visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com, subscribe to the podcast, and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.